Welcome to Sonoma Ashram's podcast, Sunday Satsang with Babaji. With great love and respect in my heart, I welcome you to this beautiful morning from Upasana. It's raining here outside today. <clears throat> much-needed rain. Before we begin, let's just take a moment to arrive and settle down. So wherever you are, find a comfortable place to be. Pull your spine straight. Open your shoulders. Close your eyes. Connect with the breath. Breath coming in and going out. Imagine the breath rising from the navel towards the heart. And as you breathe out, attention going back to the navel. As the breath comes towards the heart, beautiful lotus unfolds in your heart. As the breath goes out, the lotus closes. This opening and closing of the heart lotus with each breath. Nothing more. Breathing in and breathing out. Pause your breath for a moment, wherever it is. Bring your attention to the heart. Imagine the heartbeat. Before you begin to stress, release the breath. Continue breathing. Pause it again. Can you feel your heartbeat? With each beat, ripples going out, permeating your whole being 
and going beyond. Release the breath again. Soften your body even more. Pause the breath again. Bring your attention to the center of the forehead. Imagine your eyes being still, mind resting in the center of the forehead. Release the breath. Keep your attention in the center of the forehead. Imagining your eyes are absolutely still. Pause the breath again. Keep your mind in the center of the forehead. Stillness of the breath. Stillness of the eyes. Stillness of the mind. Release the breath again. Welcome a deep breath. Release it and gently open your eyes. There is an old saying, one who conquers the self conquers the world. One who conquers the self conquers the world. Meaning, Before we set out to change the world, to be victorious in the world, it's very helpful 
to look at oneself. Conquering the self means conquering your own mind. We are constantly running with the mind. When we come back to the self, begin to look, where am I going? What am I doing? Why am I doing? Whatever I'm doing. We spend so much time trying to be right. Whatever I think, others should agree with me. If they don't agree, I spend so much time trying to persuade them. If they don't change, I'm unhappy with them. Or I'm unhappy with myself. There was a beautiful reading yesterday. Baba's words, Baba said, you have no right to worship anyone else. You only have right to worship yourself. Now, what does the word worship yourself mean? If we worship someone, or something. There is what's happening in my heart and in my mind. I'm devoted to someone. What does that mean? When we are worshiping, we are in reverence. We are established in love, respect. Surrender. At that time, we are empty for something new to flow in. The ego, the pride, the arrogance takes back seat when we are in worship. So worshiping yourself really means giving all those divine virtues a chance to rise. Instead of my need to be right, 
acceptance emerges. Forgiveness emerges. And these are the divine qualities. Once we give divine qualities a chance to rise within us, we are worshiping ourselves. As we all know, the ultimate truth is you are a divine being. Divine being is not just a word. Do I treat myself like a divine being? And treating myself like a divine being doesn't mean that I'm always right. The quality of the divine is unconditional acceptance. Yes, I may have on my own idea, but somebody else has some other ideas. If there is no acceptance, then there is conflict. We create so much conflict in our life, just being human. And that's also truth. We are a human being. We get caught sometimes. But how do we free ourselves from that? And this act of our effort that we put in, in freeing ourselves is spiritual practice. Spiritual practice means I'm honoring my connection with the divine. Sitting on the altar, praying for something is not spiritual. Spirituality is honoring the spirit that dwells within you. When we are honoring that spirit dwelling within us, it's beyond the mundane expectations from the world. Freeing ourselves from the mundane, keeping our mind focused on something higher. We don't get enlightened overnight. We don't change overnight. As long as there is awareness, as long as my mind is focused on something higher, like in business, there is a vision, then there is a mission. Vision is almost unattainable, but it gives us a direction. As long as we have that vision of ourself, that I have to rise above all these 
mundane entanglements. That's the first step. I have to rise above all these trappings. Keeping our mind focused on something higher gives us an opportunity to take a step back, take a deep breath, and say to myself, it's not worth getting attached, getting caught. There is something we're just running into all the time, constantly. We try many different ways. All it takes is sometimes just take a step to the side. Then there is no conflict. There is no Being human, we all have some difficulties, some problems with somebody else, or sometimes with ourselves. And we talk ourselves into it. This is my nature. This is who I am. This is how I operate. And if we just come to totally owning that, then we also get stuck. May I not put myself in a box, that this is the way I am. Leave that little space open for the mystery to unfold. I can't rise above it. I can be free from this. Having this thought in my mind is very helpful. Not feeling stuck with certain way, certain characteristics, is very helpful. Mind being victorious over the self means really being victorious over our mind. Our mind suggests, suggests all the time this will make me feel better. Then we go out pursuing that. Yes, it makes us feel better in the moment. Then again, we begin to feel bad about ourselves. We have a guest here who said, Babaji, I really wanted the Wi-Fi password. It's the habit, you know, we want wherever we are. We have a little Wi-Fi here, but I held myself back. I said, I'll give it to you. He said, no, 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 no. It's good to just not use the Wi-Fi for a day. And this is what Upasana is all about. And I was willing to give the Wi-Fi, but she said, no. So that little, that little effort, because mind came, oh, I could just check little things. And that the kind, that's the kind of effort we need to make to 
separate ourselves from the mind that keeps suggesting that this will make me feel better. We are conditioned to listen to that mind that tells us this will make me feel better. Then we go get it. There is a beautiful word in Hindi, it is called tyag. Tyag. Tyag means, the literal translation is to give up something. Sometimes you give up something temporarily, or sometimes we give up things forever. Every time we give up something, for the sake of higher, enriches ourself. Tyag. It's the tyag, the giving up. Giving up not in a sense of that I'm a loser. You give up something and think you are victorious. be it an instant, instant or some other time. So during this satsang, I will want you to write this word down, tyag. Tyag means giving up. You may give up something just for a moment or one incident, or you give, may give up something for a week, for a month, or for life. Each one of those giving up enriches your life tremendously. But when I'm giving up, I'm not looking at myself as a victim. Rejoice that giving. That is a step towards conquering yourself, conquering the mind. When our mind becomes our friend, that it's always focused towards the higher by constant remembrance, giving up becomes easier. What is not useful in this journey, you know, ascension, the mind loses its attraction towards it. But first of all, we have to learn how to give up. And while I have given up, not look at myself as a victim or something being deprived of. I also see we give up something for a week and we are always living with this sense of deprivation. Can't wait for this week retreat to be over so I could get back to my normal. See, that's not giving up. As long as the temptation is lurking, the, the giving up has not, it's not complete. When you have given up something, may there be no waves of temptation, at least for that allotted time. And if that wave comes, that wave will come. And where do you feel that? At the belly. 
the gut. That's where the tension comes in first. And that is the time to take that energy and let it rise towards your heart. Change that energy of feeling that deprived into something higher. And these are very simple little techniques, simple little incidents that I'm talking about. We all face it. And how to take that energy and transmute it, transform it, is the work that we all can do. Tyag has a great place in spiritual world. Any yogi, any renunciate who gives up something, by giving up, he or she rises above it. That thing does not have hold over that person anymore. So please look at your relationship with Tyag. How do you feel? What do you think if you have given up something for a short time or a long time or forever? That feeling of deprivation, mind will keep coming because mind keeps trying to always lead us in a direction that feels good in the moment. But later on then we have to deal with comes back in the form of guilt, comes back in the form of losing confidence in yourself. We lose self-respect. We don't trust ourselves. So all those side effects are, we have to deal with by running with the mind. Enjoy giving. You have an idea and somebody is not agreeing with you. Can you take a step back, take a deep breath and see how important is your idea to you? The world is not going to end. If it's not going to happen that way, something else will happen. Aghor practice is it's neither yes nor no. Between the two, between the yes and no. Can I always flow in that space between yes and no? The moment I align with something, it becomes very rigid and it stops my fluidity. Now, immediately the mind said, yes, then, but then why to give up then? You see, we are so clever with ourselves. Stay between the yes and no without being attached to itself. This is the teaching. But the other side, it's being told, give up.
only that person can give up something who has little mastery over the self. Otherwise, we, if not alert, your mind will, we are tricked by ourself every moment. So that giving up has to come from a very strong place. Yes, I'm going to do it. I know if I want to, I can have it. So that's the little freedom between yes and no. I can have it if I want to. But I'm not going to have it. That gives us, puts us, puts us in the space between yes and no. Not sure if I'm able to uh, convey it, so you can get it. But it's it's an experience. When the experience is put into the words. Sometimes it because our mind is very 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 fast and it's very clever. It's already justifying and questioning and doubting and trying to argue with it. But if you get what I'm saying and bring it in practice, at least for a day with small things. One who conquers the world, the self can conquer the world. And this is the step of conquering the self by always staying alert to the suggestions of the mind. Mind suggests in every situation, in everything that we either interact with or we bring in our life. And as long as we live this human life, the things are going to be changing. Things are never the same. What situation we are in today, we may not be in tomorrow. So to have this flexibility sets us free from suffering. Suffering comes only when we are attached to something and if things are not the same, not exactly the same, then we go into suffering. But if we learn how to be flexible and be wherever we are. And Tyag helps us to be where we are. Anyway, this is the word that came to me today. So I wanted to share it with you. And maybe in the week ahead, keep this word in your mind, in your remembrance and see if you can practice it a little bit. This is where I will stop and I will invite your thoughts. Thank you. If you'd like to uh, relay a question to Babaji, I'm happy to do so. You can chat me 
Uh, if you'd like to speak with Babaji directly, you can also chat me that. Um, there's already a question in the chat, Babaji, and that is, when I give up a particular food, it is like I'm addicted. How do I best deal with the cravings that arise? When the craving comes, pay attention to your body. Where do you feel the tension? Where do you feel tightening? Where do you feel discomfort? Immediately, if you pay attention, if you're a little attached, a little familiar with the energy of your body, you will feel the tension at the gut. That's where we, ten we tense first. And that is the time to practice the, the gut and the eyes. These are the two places we experience tension. Soften your eyes, soften your belly, take a nice deep breath. And this is the practice I share with you every time that bring your attention to the belly, let the breath rise towards your heart. So that tension of craving has come in and it's physical impact in your body is in the eyes and in the belly. And that's what you do. Soften your eyes, soften your belly, welcome a nice deep breath in your heart. So that craving energy that has come rises to the heart and you have transformed that energy, you have transmuted the energy, you have done an alchemy right in that moment. So don't think of yourself as a victim, just think of yourself as a scientist, as a yogi. Yes, you have that energy is here now. What I'm going to do with it? I'm going to take this energy to the heart and transmute it. So be the scientist, not the victim. If you begin to identify as a victim that I am the I'm craving. I won't be happy without this. Then you have gone in a different direction. And the whole idea is, yes, you have, through the craving, you have created this little energy, this uncomfortable energy. Now you are going to do a little alchemy with this energy. <clears throat> and you see, in olden days, that's what the yogis did. Yogis did things that were not comfortable. They would fast, they will lay on bed of nails, they will go to the caves, and they will stand, not because they really relish those things, but by doing those things, they created the energy of little discomfort and then took that energy and transformed it. It's the friction that creates the fire. And if we are always running with our mind, we never have a chance to create the little friction. And you are creating the friction for a higher purpose, to conquer the self. You're not creating the friction to torture yourself. Little discomfort is good. 
It's what we do with it, what kind of attitude we have towards it. That's what we have to look at. People go on retreat that fast, they become silent, they don't read, they don't look. Why? Because all, all those little practices create that this energy of discomfort and then it's directed towards something higher. There's another question, Babaji. Uh, it says, one of the ashram signs on the grounds is give up even giving up. What does that mean? That's a second stage. First, master the first stage. Give up even giving up. That's what I was talking about. The, not between yes and no. It's a, to be in the state of between yes and no. And, but before we be in that state first, master the discipline. That's the highest state, giving up the giving up. But first, it's good to learn how to give up. Then you can learn how to give up giving up. But first, learn how to give up. Otherwise, if you don't have it, then how can you? Baba, there's a request uh, to hear the monkey story, peanuts in the hand. <laughs> I tell that story to children. <laughs> the fifth graders who come to the ashram. <clears throat> That's a story how they, they, they catch the monkey. First, the person will go and spot a tree where Monkeys are dancing and jumping from one branch to another. And then the Bahalia, the monkey catcher, will go and dig a hole under the tree and put a vase in it with a narrow neck and tamp it, just leave the mouth open and we'll put some nuts in it and we'll go home. In the morning he comes, he'll find a monkey with his hand in the jar, trying to pull his hands out. Hand went in when there was open, but he got fistful of nuts and that tries to pull it out. It doesn't come out and he'll be sitting there all night long trying to pull the hand out. So this monkey catcher will go and put a noose in his neck and tighten it up, tap on his hand with a stick. He drops the nut, hand comes out, but by then he has a noose in his neck. The monkey that was free, dancing on the treetops, has a noose in his neck, 
put in a cage and shipped. This is the story we all have. We hold on to some nuts and we try to pull it out. We got some ideas, we got some concepts, we got some identification. We have created a story of the self and then we talk about free, being free, but we don't let go of the hands. I, I see some people are still talking about their childhood and their mother did this and their father did this and their da, 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 da. that was then. You are here now. Now at least be free. And you know you have gone to all the seminars, you have read all the stories and practiced spirituality for your life, but you are still identifying and repeating those stories. Are you really free? If you have given up something, things that are not serving needs to be given up and taken our mind to something higher. Otherwise, we keep going back, keep going back, keep holding the nuts, keep pulling the hands, and keep talking about something else that doesn't work. There's some more questions and comments coming in. Uh, the next one is, uh, we feel attached to things that pull us in, a, in an emotional direction. We want a certain house, a certain car. It can drive and motivate you and inspire you to look hard and achieve, but how to separate good attachment from bad attachment. If you truly have to be attached, be attached to one thing. Being free. Being free. Freedom. That anything that you are attached to, just ask yourself. Is it a bondage or a freedom? Yes, have aspirations, have vision, make efforts, make right efforts, but then take a step back. Let it unfold. Keep your vision high. Keep thinking about it. Keep talking about it, but not be unhappy if it's not happening exactly the way you want. Because sometimes we don't see the bigger picture. We don't see the bigger picture. Things come if you keep your focus high. Things will happen that your mind tells you it's not the way you want it. People don't behave the way that you want them. People don't react to it. Yes, people are people. You can't change people. Only thing is to look at yourself and see where am I trapped and can I free myself? 
We want a bigger house, a bigger car, or all this. Something else happens tomorrow. The need of that day will be different than that car. So all those suggestions of the mind, it's a nice idea. But the best idea is to stay free. There's uh, one last question and a comment. And the question is, how can we maintain a state of mindful fluidity while living in a polarized and conflicted society? just like a turtle pulls itself back in its shell. You're living in a polarized society. It's fine you are there, but take a little time out to just detach yourself from all that. Come back to yourself. Have the vision, the higher vision of your own soul, your own working, detaching from the work. This is what the yogis have suggested. This is what a daily spiritual practice means. At least two, three times a day, or at least once a day, just do this to the world. Push it all away. Take a dip. In that moment that you create separation, you may get some new insight, you may get some more energy, That is very important. The world is going to be what it is. You can't change the world. You can't be always complaining about it. Stop complaining. It is what it is. How do you navigate through it? And just to detach yourself from it all, create those moments, whatever your practice is, when your mind can just be with you, within you. When your body, mind, heart can be light. Doing this couple of times a day is very helpful. It will give you energy, it will give you strength, it will give you a way to navigate through it. This is why I always keep about, talk about having a spiritual practice that's very consistent, that's very solid, and it's something that's very practical and simple that you can do and be with yourself. And once you have learned how to be with yourself, you will taste Satchidananda. Sat Chit Anand, your, that's your true self. Your true self is the truth, it's conscious and it's blissful. That is the reality. Yes, we 
participate in making our world a little better. We do whatever we can, but then we take a step back. Sometimes train is coming very full speed and we want it to, you can't stand in front of it and let it ram over. You have to just get out of the way. It will stop, then you can get on. Well, with this, I bow to that peace. I bow to that freedom in your heart. Thank you all for your presence. Now Shannon will probably open up the rooms and please go check in with each other and remember the word tyag, tyag, giving up. Play with it for a week and maybe next week we can talk about this. That what was your experience with tyag? Thank you all.